0: I had a moment. Tell me about your moment.
1: I was tell us down.
0: about your moment.
1: I am. I am. This we have my, us this, is, today. This, is the, this is the Macy intro. I was sitting, <laughs> I listened to you and Charlie's last podcast mm. uh, mm-hmm. about the new year, like about the year in reflection. And I was sitting down, I was drinking coffee this morning in the foyer. And I was just like looking at the door, and I could like see all of the shoes by the door and I felt like I could like hear everybody and I got really like sad and I missed everyone in a really big way Mm -hmm. and I just had a whole like fucking moment of like I want everyone to come back and hang out at my house and let's adventure for a week and go to stores that aren't open on the days we visit them and eat really great food. The funny
2: part about that is that I totally still have shoes at your house. So it's like, I feel like they're, they're just, the essence is there. They're just like, remember me? Oh. Remember me when I was there? Whispering to you. Yeah. Like horcruxes. (laughs) Yeah. I have them down here. The boots. I saw them when I was there the last time. And I was like, "Oh, piece of Macy's soul still At this lives point, here. Yeah, I'm just Facebook. gonna come collect them in person. I'm just gonna just get them. I, they're they're like my siren's call yeah. to come back up there. Yes, <laughs> it's
1: important. Yes. We're just gonna keep them here. I do love the fact that those boots fit me, even though we are not the same Good. shoe size.
2: They're the and traveling I don't boots. Understand the, that it's the sisterhood of the traveling boots. I wonder if they fit out. Yeah, I
1: bet you they fit everybody. <laughs> i really want to wear them somewhere but like everywhere everywhere i go to wear like want to wear them it's just like they'll get dirty and i
2: can't Mm. i was astounded and a little bit appalled by how truly uncomfortable those boots are but for the statement they're they're worth it they're they're just worth it they give and give and give (laughs) and give while also taking away from your comfort yeah but it's worth it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: I feel like they had to have been custom made for somebody, so no matter what, like it's it's never going to fit anybody but the person who those boots were custom made for perfectly.
2: <laughs> it's true.
1: Should I should I go grab them? Should I see what brand they are?
2: There's yes. not a brand. Well, the, I I remember looking at them and feeling very confused because I spent a lot of time trying to puzzle this out when I had when I was wearing these boots because it seems. Like they are both a brand, but also a, I remember not being able to land any certain way with them. They're a real anomaly. I love them though. <laughs> They're perfect.
0: I turned off your video to see if it worked, but Rachel, you could turn yours back on to show us the boots. Cause I turned it off for a second. Cause it is, it's still a little choppy.
2: Yeah. It's probably best if we all turn cameras off just because it can't, but after this, cause I need to see these bad boys again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you see them?
2: hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah uh is there a brand on them there there really isn't Mm-mm. they're very confusing
1: i'm gonna put them on and i'm gonna wear them during this
2: okay <laughs> charge <I'm gonna> yourselves <laughs> <laughs> i am
1: i am yeah i want to go kick open a door <laughs> let's go girls That'd be the those
0: are the perfect boots for that.
1: They really are so fucking comfortable on me. I I'm obsessed. Alright. I got the boots on. We're ready now. Do you feel better? I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a little chilly, so but like my socks are real thick and warm. So it's like real, I don't know. I like it. It's a weird combination. <laughs> so hey
0: Macy. Hey.
2: Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the show. I know you've been here before for like an Anahata's interview, but now you're like a real live guest.
2: I've been really super jazzed about this. I've been really looking forward to it ever since we got it on the books that I was just going to come and shoot it with you guys. I'm so ready for it. Can you guys hear that? Hear what? Okay. Hear chickens, what? chickens and dogs. Sorry. Oh. <laughs>
1: rachel's birthing chickens again it's a welcome addition it's all right (laughs) yeah today's hatch day i got four eggs
2: like really you're actually hatching chickens
1: yeah i got 12 i am samanis a month and a half ago only one hatched because there was some travel issues and i was like i can't just have one so i got more (laughs) now we have more
2: hatching today today is hatch day wow I've always wanted to watch that. We never did that in school. Like we never hatched chicks or anything and I've never done it, but I've always wanted to like watch the hatching process of little, little baby chicks. You should
1: absolutely hatch some eggs. Do you have a rooster?
2: No, I have no more chickens anymore. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) My whole flock pretty much. Yeah, my flock, well, I'll save one. So I was able to give my surviving last chicken to a friend of mine and it's been nicknamed cousin's chicken and so she lives now with an equally traumatized flock of animals that have just come from all these other random places and stuff because like she watched her but i don't know dude i had them free ranging for like just a little bit and came out and they all had been killed like a- except for one Aww. i then just gave that one to a friend i was like i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna take a little break from chickens for a hot second so i'm sans chick for for the time being yeah yeah
1: yeah that's, that's so sad it is sad
2: yeah, I was bummed. I was like bummed. Super, 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 super sad. Because it was also like my silkies and all of that jazz. But that's just, it's just fucking mm-hmm. country living, man. Sometimes you just get got and it sucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is sad. I'm on a bunch of those like Facebook chicken groups and you see that stuff happening all the time and it's just Yeah, it just takes a second
2: it takes one second
1: yeah absolutely i had a hulk got one of mine was that last year and i was like outside i came back inside came outside and then like all the other chickens are freaking out and i'm like what is going mm-hmm. on and yeah mm-hmm. it literally took a second it's crazy God, that blows. Mm-hmm. the circle of life it's true yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: it's true they gotta eat yeah they do <laughs> yep. they do
1: they gotta eat so we're here today we're here today
0: We're here
2: to, to talk about a thing.
0: So we're talking to talk about a couple of things. We're going
1: to talk about a couple of things, sure.
2: Am I a thing? Am I, am I get, do I get to be one of the things? Am I, or am I, are we talking about a thing called? Oh, called yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: That's <laughs> all I want. You're definitely one of the things.
1: Called Mary. Sweet. Yeah, called yes, Mary. Yes, called
2: Mary. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warm you up. So I have been reading the stories of the zodiac signs. Okay. And like how they became what they are. And I've been really disappointed in pretty much all of them. Mm. And I'm going to read you the one about Aquarius and how it became Aquarius, the story behind it. And I want your thoughts. And I hope that you're not disappointed.
0: Okay. That's, uh, that's <laughs> they're just great. like very disenchanting like you think you think that they're gonna be these like really magical like wondrous stories and then it's like the most random thing like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> perfect i can't okay. think of one right now but
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty fucked i do also want to say that there is a greek name in here that i can't pronounce dikalan i don't know it, but sure. i'm gonna say dionysius because that's the Greek side of my family's name that everyone uses. So I'm just going to use that instead. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'll call him Dion.
2: There you know. go. so Dion.
1: All right. Are you ready?
2: I am. I'm strapped in bro. Come on. You ready? I'm ready.
1: All right. All right. The 11th sign of the Zodiac has as its symbol, the water bearer, a human figure carrying a jar or receptacle from which water pours out into a stream. The symbol of the water bearer goes back to both egyptian and babylonian religion in egypt the water bearer was the god hap the personification of the river nile hap carried two vessels of water which represented both the south and the north nile and was considered the sustainer of life all living things would die without the waters of hap right i like that one Mm -hmm. the greek literature the constellation of aquarius was called the water Pourer and is sometimes thought to represent the god Jupiter, who at a command caused the waters to pour from heaven. Interesting. Yeah. At the beginning of creation, gods and humanity lived in harmony during the era called the Golden Age, and the earth produced food without people having to till the soil. The waters flowed with wine and honey. Then Pandora opened her goddamn box of evils and plagues and sickness of mind and the body, and they're all released on earth and the great god Jupiter looked down and decided to rid the world of people and create a new race worthier of life. Oh my god! <laughs> with the help of his brother Neptune, Jupiter covered the earth with water. Only two people were saved, one whose name I can't pronounce, and I will now say Dion, and his <laughs> wife, Pyra, who were both just the pious of who happened to survive the god's might, I guess you could say. So they took refuge on Mount Pne- per- Parnassus. Per- oh my God. <laughs> Parnassus? <laughs> Mount Parnassus. I have no, don't know. Listen, Mercury just You're doing punched great. me. Mercury just punched me in the gut. It's okay. Anyway, they're up on this mountain, right? When Jupiter saw them, he remembered that they existed and that they were alive. So he caused the waters to recede and the earth to dry up a little bit. Then he he commanded them to cast the bones of their mother behind them. And Dion interpreted the bones of his mother to mean the stones of the earth. And he and his wife began to pick up the stones and throw them behind themselves as they walked. And these stones slowly turned into human beings. The ones Dion threw became men, and the stones that Pyra threw became women, thus them becoming the parents of the new race of mankind.
2: Whoa. That's pretty cool. I have some questions as to the logistics. Yeah. I'm curious about the window of time between when the stones were stones and they morphed into human beings. I would like, I feel like I need, I need info there. I'm curious about that process.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. Time's not real. Yeah, but. (laughs) So it took no time at all, but it took all the time in the world.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's a good uh, that's a fucking good aquarian answer. Good on theme answer for today. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say this is my favorite one.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. Yeah, it was cool.
0: That's like a really good story. It's actually fun and enjoyable.
2: And cast the bones of your mother behind you is a metal ass sentence. That's cool. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just launch them.
0: <laughs> I also just find it interesting that it was like throwing of stones because, I don't know, I've just like imagined them throwing like little pebbles and then the moment they hit the ground, just like a human sprouts up from it. I don't know. Are yeah. they are they children? Yeah. Do they have to care for all of
1: these That's babies? what I mean. I have questions actual, about like, the process. Men and women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that. They had to take care of them. And this is why. Because the last sentence is talking about them being the parents of the new race.
0: That sounds horrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does does sound absolutely horrible. That sucks. Yeah. I Maybe, I don't know, maybe the gods were like, all right, we'll give you some
2: helpers. They better. Because that's a shit game. Or maybe
1: they were. Maybe they were full size because they were just creating the race,
2: you know? Yeah.
1: But- questions there's lots of questions oh yeah it makes me think with jupiter's talking about the bones of of the mother throwing the bones of your mother because it's like how many times have we as a human gotten some kind of message from some kind of thing and it's some weird ass shit but like that's how they were able to communicate it
2: that's true and how many times have humans just totally fucked it up and got the interpretation wrong that's what i want to know like and they just went completely the wrong direction with it
1: Yeah, because what if throw the bones of your mother and they were like, oh, shit, I got to go find mom in this flooded earth and then find her bones and then throw it. And then Jupiter would just be like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. (laughs) Stones.
2: It didn't need to be that hard. As I am at this point in my witch path, if somebody told me throw the bones of your mother, I would be like, like, divine them. Like, do I need to get like a couple of her teeth and finger bones and like and like throw the bones mm. and read them because that's where i would take it and th- that might not be what they mean i could have fucked the whole thing up yeah could have fucked
0: it
1: all up could all been mm-hmm. done
0: you're just like bob i need a couple of your <laughs> fingers real quick just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just- yeah then i would have been aquarius the bone
2: bearer way cooler though Ooh, in my opinion it
0: should be the bone also
2: bearer. sounds is, like too. a little bit of a wink it's like hi my name is macy aka the bone bearer wink yeah
1: it's almost as good as luke's last name bone cutter
2: Mm.
1: oh
2: almost that's cool
1: almost that's cool i always like i just luke if you hear this can i have your last name will you marry me
0: (laughs) 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 oh yeah you didn't get to meet luke this year because oh yeah sad face
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: yep. he'll be back though yep. and he also lives in san antonio so maybe one day you'd meet him in a different way
2: mm, just cross paths that's true that's true
0: so i feel like also macy the bone bearer could also be your like roller derby name
2: <laughs> dude i think about roller derby names all the time like i oh yeah i think oh so cool dude oh it'd be so neat
0: being in roller derby or being Mo- macy the bur- burn <laughs> burn bone- <laughs> the burn cutter yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I got real fucked up there for a second
2: <laughs> not just both I think well, I there's a I've, there's like a couple of people I know like I don't know but like I know through like high school and shit that I still follow and they are derby gals and they kick ass it's the coolest shit in the world and I'm too worried about my creaky body to do it but I'm so envious
0: It does seem like a really fun thing to do, but definitely very, like, you have to have, like, the spirit, the warrior spirits to want to do
2: it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I have the cartilage for that sport, but I wish I did, because it looks great. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, like, I really want to do it,
1: but I'm fearful for my ankles.
2: Mm. Exactly. It's my fucking ankles. It's my goddamn Aquarian ass ankles, and it makes me so upset. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh
0: i forgot about oh, no. the weak ankles remember last year sabrina sent us the picture
1: of her ankles yeah <laughs> it sucks dude yeah it's horrifying i don't even have i don't even have Listen these to shit. ankles
2: i'm so mad i talked about doing the 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 walking challenge right and i've been doing it i've been walking through the shire currently mm-hmm. and i'm racking up miles yeah walking through the shire and all's i'm doing is walking that's it it's just walking it is a lot of elevation change but still and i'm like having to gua sha my ankles at night because they're really offended by it and i just find that (laughs) so ridiculous
0: Mm. that is annoying i got a massage gun and my life
1: changed those are sweet massage guns are great yeah those are really great maybe try magnesium ankle foot bath.
2: I need to use magnesium. I I have a a friend that uses it in her practices and stuff that she she's like a body worker and I I have people telling me to use magnesium from all angles and I just need to get some magnesium for my skin and use it. It'll it'll
1: change your life. Yeah. Vitamin D, magnesium. Mm-hmm. Well, I know like magnesium goes better like topically through this. Yeah, through this. So that sounds like a magnesium you need to get one of them
2: foot baths. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, for my sad little ankles. That's a good idea. Thank you. You know what? Self care tips. That's what you learn when you come on Two Gemini's and a Leo.
1: <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, real ones. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, especially when we go over your chart. Mm. Oh god, mm-hmm. fucking chart. Should we do
1: that, or should I talk about the star real quick?
0: Yeah, let's talk about the star. Just while we're while we're still on logistics, you know, since we're yeah, since we're okay. still on all that. Okay.
1: Bullshit, Mace. Do you? Like, at what level do you fuck with tarot? Uh,
2: essentially not at all. Okay. I was just
1: wondering. I was like... Yeah. I, I just was just curious about, like...
2: I think it's cool. I like it. I love getting readings. I'm interested in it. Uh, It's just always been such a big thing to get into that I just never... I've never really... Gone. I do yeah. use my territorial deck a good bit because I like how that's laid out because it just tells me what I need.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I love the territorial deck. It's really, really, really cool. It's great.
1: Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. So you, you know that yours is the star. The Aquarius card is the star. Are you familiar with
2: that? I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I'm interested to learn that because I get that that card mentioned and associated with me far and away more than any other card. So that's, that's neat to know. I didn't know that, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely... Um, I feel like the star is definitely a card like that makes sense with you. When I think of you, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're a star, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I feel like a lot of people shucks. think of the star as good things coming, like seeing the light in the dark and moving forward to that. But really, it's about confidence. I feel like no one really, ta- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like anyone talks about the fact that she's a naked lady pouring some water bones Mm -hmm. into a stream yeah and she she's not ashamed to be naked she's not feeling the original sin i guess you could say like she's like i'm just here and i don't care
2: yeah in my in none of the depictions of the star that i'm drawing forth to mind she's not like shrouding herself for cover she's like striding wide open pretty much just like here i am here it is yeah yeah
1: Like, she is just, I'm here, and I am confident. And the word confidence, with its root base in confide, which is really, it's the ability to confide in and trust yourself. Mm. The card is really representing the confidence internally, our life life force, however you want to kind of put that, but, like, actualizing our creative ideas here on Earth. And I also think it's a really good... There's a, a quote that I really love from some other Oracle deck, and I'm probably not going to get it fully correct, but it's like something on the lines of everyone is their own unique expression of the universe. I love that. Each person is just an opening, like which the absolute can manifest through and unique
2: expression. It's kind of like Crowley's every man and woman is a star. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cute. So I love that just in everything.
0: Also, what I love about the star and the water bearer and Aquarius in general is, especially with this depiction, it's like a lot of times Aquariuses are not outwardly super emotional people, but they are really good at holding the emotions for others Mm -hmm. with the portrayal of like the star Pouring the water, like, infinitely pouring, it's, like, also a, a representation of how Aquarius, like, holds the emotions or holds the energy for, like, the world. Because, I mean, at least the star card that I'm looking at, they are pouring the water back into, like, a body of water, but also pouring it into the Earth. So it's also the connection between, like, the emotional and as above, so below kind of energy, you know?
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, the externalized expression of, like, balance. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Being able to hold that space but being confident in in yourself to be, like, I'm going to, you know, trust myself, respect myself, love myself. I'm going to also do those things for you, and I'm going to create nice balance here with that.
2: Yeah. I've always felt, and this is, I mean, my chart, of course, like, specifically, but, like, even with other Aquariuses I've known is that, (laughs) <laughs> we're really good. We're kind of like, I've always considered myself step two, perhaps like there's the friend to like cry on the shoulder. And for some like that's step one, like if, if that's like the way that like you process, you know, and then, then you come to the Aquarius in your life, who's going to compassionately help you then figure out a way to like puzzle out of this, you know, cause that's, that's always where I feel like my, yeah. cause like as an alien person, I've never been, and it's not to say that I'm like, ew, stop crying gross. I'm just not going to be as effective in consoling as those that are really effective at consoling, you know. But if you want to come sit and scheme and figure out like, okay, I want to get this together or I want to do this big grand thing or all, I feel like that's where we come in because we're the idea guys. Aquarius is I feel like are the idea guys maybe not the best always at execution Mm -hmm. but we're there to we're we're there to bounce stuff off of you know that's where we shine.
0: I 100% agree that's totally an Aquarius thing my uh, one of my good friends is an Aquarius and like if I'm ever in a moment of like panic she is i love her she is not the person i'm going to when i'm crying having a panic attack (laughs) once the panic attack is over she's the you're right the idea man she's the one i'm going to to figure out how to move forward now (laughs) yeah oh yeah
2: i believe it i believe it i learned that the hard way but (laughs)
1: Yeah, so note to self, everybody. I have
2: failed in the moment. I have definitely failed at holding space in the moment for like someone with a lot of emotions It's and, and just short-circuited. So I, I get that completely.
1: But that's kind of like the whole aspect of the balance.
0: Yeah. It's also really interesting with like the sister sign being Leo, because I feel like Leo is the one you go to for the emotion. Aquarius is the one you go to for
1: solution. True.
2: Yeah, it's conflicting. I feel like. And then you got that sad, my, in my chart specifically, that sad little cancer moon opposed to everything, just trying to bring some emotion in, I feel like. But in the most secretive house, so buried deep, it's like, we could try to just give them a hug. But that doesn't ever happen. It doesn't come through.
1: <laughs> that placement right there, that little moon, is actually your broken eyeball.
2: Hundred percent. It is. is It's the it's the tears that eke out of my sad broken eye. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Is that Cancer Moon making its way through all of those other placements, just trying its hardest, just doing its best?
2: (laughs) It's so sad.
0: (laughs) (sighs) That's so funny. It really is. It is.
1: It's just that's the only way it could express itself. That's it. It's up against a lot of odds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much
0: yeah. Saturn between. I admire uh, it between Capricorn and Aquarius.
2: Mm. <laughs> so much Saturn. It works overtime for you. So I can you help me with that. So what do you mean so much Saturn with both of those? Are both of those associated with Saturn? And I know you've probably told me this a thousand times, and I swear, Teresa, I listen. It just slides out of me.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Astrology is really hard to process and remember. (laughs) It takes
1: forever. Forever Mm -hmm. forever and ever. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a forever journey. So don't ever feel bad about that. And I don't mind, you know, I don't I don't mind talking about it. Number one, that's why we're here today. Number two, (laughs) true. I it's, it's my life. So my life Mm -hmm. like last night, I went out to dinner for a friend's birthday and some we were talking about how Pluto is moving into Aquarius on January 21st and my friend was like what does that mean for me and then like everybody else at the table was like what does that mean for me what does that mean for me so I'm like going over it like very briefly like looking at their charts telling them like about their placements or whatever and then I had to leave because the snow was getting bad and I was like all right guys see you later they were like that's it you just come and you just drop all this knowledge and then you're gone I'm like yep. yeah that's that's yep. me yep, <laughs> see you <Yep>. later <laughs>
1: You should just, anytime anyone asks you again, like next time someone's like, What does this mean? Just be like, It means you need to throw the bones of your mother and then walk away.
0: Oh my God. Oh, I don't want to yeah. be responsible for how they
1: <laughs> interpret that. You're just the messenger here, okay? <laughs> You're just the messenger. Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> Uh, lol so anyway what i mean by so much saturn macy is that saturn rules capricorn and traditionally it also rules aquarius now aquarius is also now once uranus was discovered the aquarius switched over to uranus but it still does have a lot of like saturian influence and i feel like What that means is, especially because you are so heavy, like, I'm going to go over all of your placements now, just so that people know, like, what we're working with.
1: Let's go into it.
0: And then, Mm. uh, and then we'll, we'll dive further in. So Macy is an Aquarius sun. She has a Cancer moon and a Leo rising. There is a Aquarius Mercury an Aquarius Venus, a Capricorn Mars, Scorpio Jupiter aquarius saturn capricorn uranus capricorn neptune scorpio pluto scorpio north node and virgo chiron which honestly i know that chiron is like super deep and emotional but i'm starting there i know we were just talking about saturn but i need to get this out (laughs) (laughs) looking at this okay it makes so much sense to me for you because I know how much you live in your mind with a lot of things, which is also very Aquarius. Oh, God. Yeah. But the thing about Virgo is that they are super critical of themselves and can be critical of other people. Not that they're necessarily judgmental, it's just that, like, you have this perspective and this outlook on things. And you do so much math and meticulating and like just thinking and discerning and puzzling in your mind that like you think sometimes you may have the right answer. And when that right answer isn't followed through on by other people, you may find that you get like, you can be a little resentful. And that's not just like for you, but also for yourself. Like if, if you don't make like for other people, like it's also for like you, like if you don't make the right decision for yourself, like you're beating yourself up for a really long time about it.
2: Yeah. I, I get, I would, that's a perfect way to describe me. That's actually dead. That's like dead ass. Perfect accurate and it's I generally won't vocalize it but I will get so stupidly puffied up frustrated and just be like they're not gonna listen to my genius well then and I'll just be like why am I thinking this way like this is so ridiculous but I'll have to like catch myself and be like you know you don't you do not know everything like just just so you know Deep puff a little
0: <laughs> with your all of your Aquarius placements mm-hmm. and then also this Virgo Chiron especially with it being in your second house which is the house of worth not only just like financial worth but also self-worth it's like if somebody doesn't take your advice that you've so meticulously created and crafted for them Like, it's like, like you said, like you puff up like a puffer fish and it's like, it like upsets Mm -hmm. you like deep down to your core. So Chiron is our biggest wound. So that comes from maybe like when you were younger, you weren't really listened to in a way that like you needed to feel safe. So because of that, it causes this, like your opinion really needs to matter. Mm -hmm. And when you don't feel like your opinion matters, it like jabs at your self-worth a little bit because not only is Chiron already this like biggest wound placement, but now it's in the house of our worth. And it's also in retrograde in your chart. So (laughs) Mm. I always like to talk about how Chiron. Yeah. (laughs) I always like to talk about how Chiron is a journey. It's not a destination. It's something that you're going to be working through this whole incarnation that we are here, this whole blip of time. Mm -hmm. But it's just important to to know that going into it because also your Aquarius placements are also very like puzzly, you know. So with having all of yeah. the that on top of having this Chiron placement, it's kind of like you're you're constantly working on a Rubik's cube in your head, but for some reason it never yeah. fucking gets to the right place. And when it does, it's, it's like no, I get that inspiration. completely. <laughs>
2: But it makes it so that I don't allow myself to not be on my feet very much. Like anytime anything bad has happened, it's like the processing part will kind of be like, eh! and I'll just throw that away and be like, what are we going to do? How are we going to move? What are we going to, how are we going to sort this out? Mm-hmm. And then it's like a few months later, it's like, I guess we should unpack all those emotions. Ah! i guess <laughs> and it is like that later but it is initially it's like we got a jam we got to figure it out we got to sort it out and like and the i have enough lizard in me to to do that but you saying all of that out loud i was like oh there it is okay
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm just resonating with that in my own way in it being like kind of like a fight or flight process um anyway because i know for me, I can relate to when something's going down, it's like, all right, you just got to fix it. You just got to do it. And like the fight part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like not processing and then being like, oh, shit, I was just in a fight. <laughs> I should probably yeah. uh, examine that and figure out why and how I got there. And wait, where am I
2: now? What's going on? Right.
1: So it, it just gives me big fight or flight energy.
2: Yeah. The, um, yeah, no, flight, and for me, flight is definitely, flight's the move all the way. Yeah, and like for, same. as uh, like an example, when Jorah died, you know, like, and he was like, I was so spiritually connected. I knew every single thing about him. Like I knew when he was missing, I knew everything about him. But I went to work the next day because I was just like, eh, you got to just do your thing, you know? And in hindsight, I'm just like, God damn, you know, I probably could have like not done that and just stayed home and like, Rested, but no way. It was just like didn't happen. So instead, I resorted to these random like five minute or not even like thirty second micro cries that would show up about once every three hours, and then I'd just be like, "Okay, back to work." (laughs) And it that's just how that's how it always has been. It's crazy. Well, that is also very Saturnian.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that I don't think I could do. But yeah, that is definitely very Saturn.
2: Yeah yeah compartmentalizing Which, def is yeah has been a skill i've had good and bad yeah
0: good and bad yeah for sure mm-hmm. it it's just really crazy how so many of your placements are just have this this saturn energy attached to it because the only placements that don't are your moon but your moon is in cancer so the opposite of cancer is capricorn so like it's still there a little bit anyway <laughs> it's attached and then you're <laughs> yeah it's still attached and then your Jupiter being in Scorpio and your Pluto being in uh Scorpio so it's just it's your chart is very interesting to me and I know we've talked about it a lot before but like now I'm like really seeing it you know oh I don't know I, it's something I have so many Cancer Moon friends it's not even funny so recently I've been really watching them <laughs> is that fucked up um but- <laughs> Just like I'm just I'm silently analyzing you. If you're my friend, just know I'm silently analyzing <laughs> you <at> all all time. <laughs> Something I've noticed recently about Cancer Moon people also is that even though you would think Cancer Moon would be a really like outwardly emotional sign, it like i don't feel like it really is a lot of the time i feel like it's very much like inside it's very internal which i guess makes sense because it is the moon like not only is it your moon placement but also cancer is ruled by the moon so it makes sense to me that a lot of it would be internal but i don't know it's just like this constant process of like belonging to it's like even though you have all these like Capricorn and Aquarius placements that don't need to belong your Cancer Moon is also like why didn't they invite me like I'm so upset like why am I you know like it's and it's very (laughs) much like It's, it's, it's inside of you. It's not something that you're going to, even with you having it in the, like, even before having it in the 12th house. So like having it in the 12th house, plus having all of these aspects to it with all of your Capricorn placements, it's just like, it really is very rooted and deep in there. So I feel like with that. It's important that when you do have emotions that you allow them to flow when you feel safe to because if you push yourself to do it, it's just it's not going to turn out the way you want it to, you know, so when you feel safe to to express those emotions, just doing it and taking that that Capricorn and Aquarius energy and pushing it forward as opposed to letting it retreat back, which is a journey. And it's something that is going to take time to, like, untangle and, like, let yourself do. But you will find that the more you express, the more you're able to express, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, you got to work on that 30-second micro cry again to a minute.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And this probably sounds like a very my chart thing to say, but I've found that it's a skill. Like, it's a skill that I have had to work on. Because Mm -hmm. I it's not a skill that I have naturally, you know, and I'm years deep into working on that. But it is it's 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 a roller coaster thing or like a snowball effect. Like the more you do it, the easier it gets. But I found just like any other skill, like I've got to practice it. Otherwise, I'll just retreat back again and lose my progress that I've made.
1: Yeah. The other thing, too, though, like crying isn't the only way to get emotions out.
2: Yeah. Movement is my big one. It always has been. What was that? I move. No, you moved? I've always, yeah. like, if I need to get emotions out or process, I go do, I do movement. I walk or something, like, I'll go for a long walk yeah. or something to, like, that's usually how I've always put my thoughts together. Yeah.
1: So, I guess, you know, give yourself some credit. <laughs> Even if you feel like you should be crying more and, like, sure, work on that, but also, like, if you're moving, if that's how you release your emotions, like just looking at it that way instead of like, all right, I'm gonna exert a little bit more energy here in this moment to get this out.
2: That cry though, is so delicious the last good cry i had was like a year ago and it was after reading the bridges of madison county and it just Mm. wrecked me dude i like cried and cried for like an hour and i remember for a month after that i felt like a brand new man it was (laughs) awesome (laughs) Uh, i love that
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's a good end it's a good end in regard to your
0: chart like I also know how much you enjoy blogging you know and like
2: writing like do you journal Macy I don't journal I've tried so much and I always fail but in a weird kind of way like the, so the blogs have all the blogs are definitely a monthly journal for me but also the yoga podcast i have it's I, my journals turn into audio presentations for some reason mm. um which i guess doesn't make them journals because they're public i don't know but i found that medium works okay with me and i'll kind of get thoughts down that way but every time since i was a kid i've tried to keep a journal with routine i i i just can't do mm. it i struggle so hard i have so many with like six entries in it and then I fall off. Same.
0: Yeah. But I also find that like audio journaling is also really cathartic for me. So like just speaking it and like voice recording myself. like sometimes Oh, I do that. The things that I say on Marco, I'm like, why did I just say that? And it's just like because <laughs> if I just start talking <laughs> sometimes, like I can get to where I need to go but it needs to come out of me verbally as opposed to pen and paper.
2: Yeah. I'll do that. I don't record it, but I do that often. Like if I'm in the car or if I'm alone and I have some space, I'll just say thoughts that I have out loud and I'll just get them out that way. Sometimes I will like have conversations and especially if I'm upset, it's kind of like writing the letter and burning it. Yeah. You know, I'll like say it a few times and like talk it through and then like, Usually by the time I've done that a couple of times, the steam's gone and I just kind of needed to get my thoughts out and I did. And I feel so I definitely I'm an, I'm audible. I have to I do things out loud, it seems I got to make a lot of fucking noise. <laughs>
0: yeah, sometimes you just got to make a lot of noise, you know, Yeah. cry and yell. I feel like the three Thanks of us can relate Annie. to that with our all of our mercury placements, you know?
2: Yeah, that's true. I forget about mercury.
0: Yep. The Aquarius Mercury definitely has that, like, spirit of, like, speaking what they need to say and, like, doing it and, like, doing the thing. Um, And then Gemini also has, like, a very vocal presence. So And I have a um, Virgo Mercury, which is also ruled by Mercury as well. So I feel like the three of us can clasp hands on that needing to use our voice. What a great answer. (laughs) Even Mm. if it's scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: I've got a question for you. You talked on the chart you you uh you read off the placements on the chart and i forget every single time because i don't look at my chart very often that there's scorpio shit on there i always think i have like no scorpio placement but there were like four right you three you have three scorpio placements it's more than i expected or it's more than i remembered than than myself having
0: yeah and they're all in the fourth house too so you have a scorpio jupiter You have a Scorpio-Pluto, and you have a Scorpio-North node. So to me, that just means that a lot of things that happen to you... So the fourth house is representative of our foundation, where we come from. It's the place where our soul lives in our chart. It's a very psychic placement, which is also interesting because all of your psychic houses are ruled by water signs. So the psychic houses are the 4th house, the 8th house, the 12th house, and also the ninth house. Uh, the ninth house is more about, like, spirituality and, like, religion and our views on that kind of stuff. But the 4th house, the 8th house, and the 12th house are all considered to be psychic houses. And yours are all ruled by water signs, which means, like, not, not only because you have the Cancer moon, but because of all of that, like, trusting your intuition is such a big thing and like really using your intuition because it's it's there to support you and you just have this like innate knowing and that knowing is so important to like harness and use because it really will help you understand things better so i feel like doing some sort of like yeah. psychic development for you would be really really beneficial which i know that you do like divination and you do those kinds of things but i feel like you're not as like in that realm as like you could be, you know?
2: No, I'm not routine.
1: Yeah. I feel like that is bumping up against that Chiron Virgo placement. Like I can see how with the wound being like, I have these ideas and thoughts and like, I have this thing and I did all this stuff and like, you're just ignoring this. You're just ignoring this. But then there's all of these things that are like, cause I have this knowing, like it's this, you have this deep internalized like you need to trust your intuition and then you create the thing through your chiron, like through the virgo like you express it and then when people don't acknowledge it and not acknowledge your intuition like that fucking hurts
2: does that make sense Mm -hmm. it does well and the thing is is i think of in this case a lot of it is me not realizing it because anytime i've done I enjoy, one, I enjoy reading for other people more. I like to read for others Mm -hmm. more than myself because I always feel like I'm way more plugged in for other people. And I don't know if that's just my rune set and my runes like to read for other people than they do for me. That might be the case, but that's just always felt that way because they're just what I've always used. But every time I've read for other people, it's so great. Like, and and it resonates and it's dead on and it's so good. But the thing is, is that I'm just so far removed from it that's where like the uh the critical nature comes in mm-hmm. I'm just like well yeah. I, I'm just I'm so rusty that you know I can't I, I, I've just not even bothered to pick it back up again because of you know I've I've not done it in so long but I do enjoy it when I'm doing it and it feels right but it kind of falls to the wayside to more you know pragmatic things a lot of the time mm-hmm. yeah
0: With your Jupiter being in Scorpio and your North Node being in Scorpio, the biggest thing for you is to take your pain and make things creative out of it. So like make it into art, whether that's, I know you like to paint, or you could do it through movement, you could do it through a bunch of different avenues. But with Pluto also being in that house, there's a lot of transformation that has to come along with it too. Like specifically Pluto and your North Node are conjunct each other, they're within two degrees of each other. So like your destiny is like tied in with like, every time that you level up in your life through the emotional turmoil that you go through is kind of like take putting you one more step towards your destiny. So even though there's a lot of growing pains that you have to go through, specifically around like your foundation, where you came from, like those kinds of things, as you work through them, you are like, you're, you're making your destiny brighter and you're moving closer to it. Um, Also with Jupiter being there, Jupiter is at 13 Hmm. degrees. So it's not technically conjunct those placements, but they are all within that house working together. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. So um, and luck and abundance and all of those things. But what it really does is it kind of expands everything within that placement. So I just feel like for you, like finding some way to be creative, but also something that I also really love about Scorpio is that a lot of time it's, it's also associated with sexuality and like tapping into that as well. So like allowing yourself to like feel good in your body in all of the ways is, is also really important for you with your Scorpio placements.
1: Be the naked lady from the star card. 100%.
2: (laughs) And you yeah, are. I love being the naked lady from the star card. You are the yeah, naked I lady from the star NR. card.
0: <laughs> That's great. Wow. <laughs> you literally are the star.
2: Wow. Yeah, I've, like, done that pose naked on my property before, unironically trying to be the star card. All right, next time you do it, make sure that you have a cup of water
1: and just pour it and just be like, this is for my homies. <laughs> I will. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, have Hunter take a picture, <laughs> send it to us. <laughs> Perfect. See, look at my art, guys. There you go. Yeah. A hundred percent. But yeah, no, I think that Mm -hmm. the Scorpio placements are definitely something that you can work more with when you also want to really like dive deeply into the emotional depths of yourself, which I know is scary and probably not something you do too often. (laughs) Because we were talking about fight or flight before, but Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're doing that, making sure that you are welcoming in the feeling of those Scorpio placements, which is welcoming in like the shadow side, connecting to that shadow of who you are and allowing yourself to really like ask it what it needs and then create from what it needs. Because through that creation, through the art that you're making through it, It really allows you to not only be expansive in maybe ways that bring do bring finances your way, but also it allows your soul to expand a little bit and then feel a little bit lighter in your body because the Scorpio placements on top of all of these other placements are not easy. (laughs) you know like Mm. your your chart is kind of like very heavy in a way you know um it has a lot of responsibility attached a lot of daddy a lot of security a lot of daddy daddy. yes all all daddy pretty much (laughs) all daddy and then mommy in the moon like
2: I am all daddy for sure (laughs) (sighs) yeah it yeah
0: it's very daddy. But you but it's it's important because like I feel like the moon, even though it's it's there in this like twelfth house of being hidden, it still wants you to express. And I feel like your Scorpio placements are also there for you to do that as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of daddy up in this up in this piece. Also, we have to talk about your Leo rising <laughs> because like you were total mm-hmm. Leo rising. Like <laughs>
2: I feel I feel like that one is the most predictable and apparent. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, cuz it's like it's your it's your theater kid, you know. It's all of your outfits from the tour.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's yeah. these boots that I'm wearing.
2: Yeah, it's always been that way, too. Like I was one of those kids that wore like we like would wear my Halloween costumes just around the house all year for pajamas yeah like that was who that was it it's a jam I did it every day it's great so I've just yeah I know the Leo when we learned about like basic astrology and we learned about that I was just like okay yeah that tracks that's the one that makes the most sense because I knew I was an Aquarius but I always felt a little Leo-y and then it was like yeah. oh there's other placements aside from just your one son damn and then I learned mm. you're gonna learn today mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that you
0: also need to put yourself out there more creatively like join the, the the town theater troupe you know something like that that allows you to express yourself in that way because there are so many things within your chart that like are calling for you to be seen but between your Virgo Chiron and your Aquarius placements that want to be a part of the community, but not like the, the one that's seen in the community, you know what I mean? Like, it's like perception is really hard Mm -hmm. for, for your placements, you know, um, because Leo is calling to be seen and, and loved and heard. But then like all of your Aquarius placements are like, if you perceive me, I swear to God, you will never see me again in your whole entire life. So
2: just don't. Don't even look at me. That's exactly what it feels like. It's so, it's so conflicting because I want, you know, you're exactly right. I want to be recognized so bad, but if you compliment me for my work, I'm like, Ugh, don't say that. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a roiling mess all the time.
0: Yeah, I could see that. But I think you need to express yourself in that way, because I feel like that'll also help with your Scorpio placements, too.
2: Yeah, I I have to do something. I've got to, quote, perform in some way. I have to. And while I didn't realize it initially, uh, really teaching yoga is a big way of doing that. Like Especially my in-person classes, but even my ones that I do for Patreon. Like, mm-hmm. But when I'm teaching in front of a class of humans, like... It is a class. It is a session, but it is also a performance technically, you know, and uh, I just have to do something like that. I've always had to do something like before the, you know, like when I was in college, it was karaoke. I fucking was there almost every week if I could, because even though it was just karaoke, I was getting that performance juice. Mm -hmm. It's just so ingrained that I I have to do it from somewhere.
0: Yeah. Karaoke is great for that. (laughs) I love karaoke.
2: (laughs) Oh. Should we do karaoke at Anahata's this year? I miss it. I've not been in person since like 2019. Yeah, Rachel, can
1: we do karaoke yes! at Anahata's this year? I mean, I don't see why not. We learned about... Please. <laughs> okay, we'll do uh, karaoke. <laughs> how fun would that be? I think it would be Sweet. really good. because we were talking about... I'm in. Yeah, I'll be People there. have been talking about doing an open mic, but then I feel like mm-hmm. that... I feel like karaoke opens up... An open mic you know everyone can participate
2: yeah it does yeah, yeah. i feel like you
0: have to make the sign up sheets in advance though. So.
1: that's yeah oh yeah that sign up sheet's gonna be long fuck all right i'm writing it down <laughs> 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 i think that'll be an amazing idea that would be so it will fun. be fun and then you know what we can do now that i have that big blow up projector screen i love it we can project the words and oh, yeah. stuff Put the lyrics up there. on the 20-foot blow-up projector yeah. screen
2: yeah for sure yes yes
0: yes <laughs> that would be amazing i can't right wait. i
1: gotta find somebody that has like the machine machine that shouldn't be hard
0: yeah also like we could just do youtube but i know wi-fi is not like Wi Fi is sparse around the Yeah, you those could just parts. do YouTube
2: tracks through the PA system. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: We'll figure out the logistics. If you need help with that, <laughs> I'll help you. I appreciate it. So, one of the eggs is officially zipping right now. Ooh. It's exciting. Yes. A little baby. A wee little oh. baby. A Leo rising. With Scorpio placements is karaoke at Anahata's.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was talking to one of our friends, Kylie, about like theater and like theater kids, because she is a theater kid. And she said that pretty much everybody that was like involved in theater was like a Scorpio. Like there were mm. so many Scorpios. And I was a little surprised at that at first because I also feel like Scorpios may have like a little thing with perception, but they also need like an outlet for their feelings. And if they can't express them feelings at their feelings as themselves, they can express their feelings as
1: somebody else, you know?
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. I wonder if, I want to see actors and actresses that are Scorpios. M. Mm sounds sexy because <laughs> i bet you it's a lot of really good ends uh yeah anne hathaway ryan gosling julia roberts leonardo dicaprio anne hathaway i love her. did I, I i think i've told you my friend calls it anne hathaway's purpose yeah.
0: yes <laughs> yeah. she was on i think it was uh jimmy fallon and she led a primal scream for everybody in the audience did she say
1: that it was a primal scream
0: she did oh
1: that's healthy that is healthy
0: she did it's it's on the online so i'll send it to you guys
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of winona Ryder. Mm, she is definitely a scorpio too yeah absolutely yeah the guy from you is a Scorpio. Uh,
0: he, yo, he has like five
1: Scorpio placements. He's the perfect person for that role. Matthew McConaughey, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I'm gonna. We're not in Scorpio season. I just had a moment. There's a lot, though. There's a lot.
0: Yeah, this is Aquarius. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I have to. I'm reminding myself as yeah. well. <laughs> get me started on scorpios i love a good scorpio
1: me too with my what was it my mid like i just want to be one i want to be secretive but all of my gemini placements are like
2: (laughs) nope scorpios do seem like the cool kids they seem like the cool group right you know you're like man they're cool yeah
1: yeah like they know something that i don't yes they do hmm
0: they they all know something and it's their pain that they mm. hold inside. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that they, that they, <laughs> it's, their, it's, the, it's their Pluto pain.
2: <laughs> Cause that, okay. Pluto is oh. kind of generational. But I also love that it?
0: Scorpio is also ruled by
1: Mars. Pluto is generational. Yes.
2: Okay.
1: okay. And he's going into Aquarius and in T minus not many more days. Not many and more. I'm excited.
2: I'm excited about that. I'm excited about how that's going to influence the next crop of little babies that are born. For sure. It's going until
0: nine I was gonna say nineteen forty three. Jesus, where is my brain? Two <laughs> thousand 2000-
1: and forty three.
0: <laughs> it it goes until two thousand forty three, which is wild.
2: That's wild I feel like
0: this is this is the we talked about this, I think, during our last mm-hmm. episode, but this is like the first Pluto transit that I'm like aware of Mm -hmm. you know so i'm i'm interested to see how it plays out
1: i am too man just shake up shake it all up shake it all up this is the this is when aliens are coming to visit us
2: for sure they know when the vibes are right for sure
1: it yeah we're gonna be hanging out with all of the alien girlies (laughs) you're gonna actually get to hang out with bigfoot now mace yeah all I want yeah, all the all the dimensions are gonna, they are all gonna collide. We're gonna be hanging out with Lisa Frank, alien girlies, Bigfoot, everything else. It's gonna be. It's great. my Aquarian dream.
2: It sounds like a utopia. Yeah. <laughs> I. Utopia. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. well Macy, you're turning thirty this year. I am. I'm turning thirty in a couple days. How do you feel about that? In like a couple weeks. I'm super jazzed. I'm really looking forward to 30. I'm, I'm feeling really excited and proud about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. 30.
2: 30 is a good age. Yeah, 30 is good. 30 is fun. I, everyone that I know, I and even in even in 40s, like 30s, 40s, even on 50s, like as people that I because like, as I've started teaching yoga, I've just started talking to a lot more people that are older than I am. And it's so refreshing To do so because it seems just like in your teen years you don't realize that people you remain young as you grow older. Like you don't change that much, you know? And you just like get wiser, which is a really great compromise for me. And just so many people that I talk to are just like, No, your twenties are like hard and sometimes lonely and isolating and difficult. And they're like thirties is like it just gets better with age. And so I've just really been looking forward to it. It does. Yeah.
1: That's all facts.
0: Absolutely. Also, you just came out of your Saturn return too, so that also makes things a little bit easier on your life. <laughs> yeah.
2: Goodness, I yeah. am glad for to now hear it. at least. Yeah. What is how long again until it happens? Like you, it happens like three times in your life or something like that.
0: Yeah, it could potentially happen three times. It's like every twenty-seven to thirty years. Okay. It, it happens. Oh, okay. So probably okay. So depending on how long you live, it could potentially happen to you three times, yeah. but. I find it really interesting because when your Saturn return was happening was when you like went full time on the podcast and then totally switched gears and became like a yoga instructor. So I just find that really interesting. That tracks.
2: Uh, And it's not and it's interesting, too, that it seems like I mean, aside, you know, it's kind of settled now for a while, you know, which is really good. But how long does the Saturn return last? Is it like a couple of year affair going on? Like, how long is that period?
0: Yeah, so it's, like, two and a half to three years is when how long Saturn will remain in your zodiac sign, but they usually say that, like, the effects of Saturn return are from ages, like, 27 to 33. Yeah. So there's still, like, some lessons that may come your way, but it's, like, less harsh than the lessons that you learn, like, during the transit. Mm -hmm. Also, your Saturn is at 29 degrees, along with a lot of your placements, which essentially just means that like you're at the last degree so it's kind of like an ending of it so in astrology there's something called decans which splits up each zodiac sign into threes so your a lot of your placements are like the last decan which is the most holds the most wisdom so also though with your 29 degree saturn and aquarius That means that you're still going to be feeling the effects a little bit after because you only really had your return at that 29 degree, even though the things were happening and affecting you along the way. Once it hit that 29 degree, that was like the actual return Mm. of it. So I feel like you're still going to be feeling the effects a little bit after the fact, but it's just about making sure that the decisions that you're making are the ones that make you happy and the ones that, you know, change a pattern then to, to how you would usually make decisions. Mm-hmm. So like before when you were talking about like how like what usually works for you when you're in like an upset place is like going out and going for a walk and like sorting your brain out that way. I feel like that's great, but even like taking it up a notch and like turning it into like dance or something Mm -hmm. like that, (laughs) I think will also be really beneficial for you because it still keeps you moving. But at the same time, it's like a different way of doing it. And I feel like it'll cause different thought processes. So if you find that like the same way of doing things isn't working, you can still do it as a movement based practice,
2: but change the movement. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that I like the dancing idea too. And I've fallen out of doing so cuz i used to do so all the time just like around my house and just like as i'm cleaning and dance and i just kind of stopped and it kind of lines up a little bit with this period of return cuz things have just been very serious and i'm just looking forward to like that's a good exercise in silliness you know just like cutting loose and just like shaking it for a little bit and like i could bit cuz like even walking is serious like you know you you're you're not necessarily trudging but kind of you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
1: have you ever had a myofascia release session oh I have to
2: if I don't get those done and I have to also do them on myself a lot but I have a friend that specializes in it I fall apart because my fascia locks up so bizarrely and so intensely so fast even with yoga even with everything else yeah she just got a hard fascia. My body wants to be tight. Yeah. I semi
1: recently had my first like session session and it was crazy because the practitioner told me, you know, in the middle, you, know, you might wake up in the middle of the night and just need to move your body. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's weird. And that shit happened. It was like, just, mm-hmm. I got up at like four in the morning one day and I was just like twisting. I just like needed to stretch my body and like get the things out and i um uh, was just going to recommend it but cuz i feel like that fit in there but yeah it makes sense that you've you've had that maybe that's yeah. you know if your if your fascia's real tight you know get one of those fascia blasters <laughs> <laughs> i have you seen those have you ever seen them
2: yeah dude like i've used one before i they hurt like ha- it's very tender for me like yesterday yeah, i do. did this yesterday just because it's cold outside and I'm extra creaky. But I took a bath yesterday. I took like a long hot bath yesterday because re- lizard person couldn't warm myself up. So I just had to sit in hot water for a little while. And I like took a gua sha mm-hmm. and I did my ankles all the way up to my thighs in the bath with a gua sha, like working through the fascia. And it was horrible. It hurt so bad, but like it was good. You know, but I got to do shit like that with how much I'm moving and like doing stuff. Otherwise, my ankles will just snap in half.
1: Mm. That's not fun. Yeah. It's great. That's so
0: wild. Yeah. Aquarius
2: ankles. I can't get over it. Well, and it's an extra layer, too, of just how airy I am because I I follow and practice Ayurveda as well. And so in Ayurveda, there is a a doshic group of uh, it's vata. And vata is like of the five elements. It's composed of air. And ether, which is spirit, so there's not a lot. It's like, that's pretty airy and brittle, right there. Those two things, and so in Ayurveda, you're composed of these. And this is a very, very basic, simple explanation of it. But uh, you are a combination of the five elements, and that unique combination to you kind of determines on determines your doshic makeup, right? And so Vata predominant people, which is what I am are already generally drier, more brittle, very quick moving, very light. But, uh, you know, just joint problems are very common. Things like that. A lot of popping, a lot of creak. Because like other doshas, for instance, kappa, which is like earth and water predominant. They've got these strong, healthy joints, lots of cartilage that really keeps. But it's like it's in your elemental makeup. So it's like not only is my elemental makeup all air, my astrological makeup is like also all air. And it's just air all the way down. All the way down. Did I lose y'all? Y'all are gone.
1: Oh.
2: Oh. Hello? Y'all can't hear me. Can y'all hear me?
1: I can. Now I can. I could hear you.
2: Yes. Hello?
1: Oh, I wonder if this is a lag.
0: Hello? 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 Oh, she said she can't hear us. Okay. Hold on. We're back. Also, I realized that in the beginning, we didn't even like ask you to introduce yourself and like say who you are and (laughs) what you're doing. Oh yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. It was just kind of like you're yeah, you're part of this. You're a fixture. I take blame for
1: that.
2: (laughs) So if you want to, you know, do that now. (laughs) Sure. An hour and a half in. I'm Macy. I co-host a show called The Witch Bitch Amateur Hour and I teach yoga and I live in the woods and it's a good time. Woo! That's that's the gist of it. Yeah.
0: It is. You do live in the woods and Mm -hmm. it's very, very cool.
2: God, I love it. I love it so much. I love living in the woods. Although I am terrified of your woods. Oh, no, my woods are great. My woods are absolutely amazing. Oh, because of the snakes? I thought you meant because of the spirits. No, the snakes are fine. No, I'm more scared of the snakes than the spirits. <laughs> I could deal with the
0: spirits, not so
2: much the snakes. That's how you know you're talking to a witch. You're like, oh no, I don't, I don't care about the elementals. I, no, the snakes. That's all. A hundred percent. I feel like you
1: might have needed to take Casey's snake magic class. Yeah, I will. Well, she's doing. She's gonna do something different this year. I like snakes. I'll just have her give me a private. Yeah, I think you should. A lesson.
0: Well, actually, Casey did help me overcome my fear of snakes a little bit at Anahata's 2022.
1: With the little river snake?
0: Yeah, I love that little river snake. So cute. Mm -hmm. Really good Mm -hmm. guy. He's a great Mm -hmm. guy for for the Letterketty fans out there.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I'm so sad that it's over. The last season just came out.
2: I've fallen off pretty hard post season eight.
1: I'm excited because I haven't religiously watched it. And now I get to just watch it all the way through. You
0: got to watch it all the way through. But also you have to watch it with subtitles
2: because it's like, it's hard to uh, yeah. to understand them sometimes. Yeah. You get used to it. But yeah, I remember when I first started watching it, I was like, what the fuck are they saying? And it took some time. And then there's like, <laughs> you'll hear it right, but it's like, it's slang. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, what does any of this, what does any of what they're saying mean? But once you learn it, it it does <laughs> definitely get easier.
0: For sure. <laughs> I'm down to learn some new slang. Uh, it's very fun. Very random. Just like the most random show ever, but also the most wholesome very theater in a lot kid. of ways.
2: It's such theater kid energy.
1: Yes. Every episode I've seen, I've loved. So I just need to do it. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad to know that since yeah. it's all done, I can just binge it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I will say that it's definitely stronger in. The, I just also the front I love end. all their brawl scenes. I do like the fights. The fights are great, okay. but like, the like seasons. I feel like three through five, three through six, maybe even the first. Like they're fantastic. They're really, really. It's really, really, really solid. It's a good time. And then, yeah, uh, I just love. I love. I love Wayne. You like. You gotta love Wayne. He's a sweetie pie. He
0: is. He's the toughest guy in Letter Kenny. The toughest guy in letter's good to know. It's good to know <laughs>
1: he
0: is it's a that's an important title that he holds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The last two seasons have been really good too. So I didn't finish the last season yet, but the uh, I don't even know I guess it's is it seasons nine and ten? I don't know, I even. Mean, I don't even know how many seasons there are, but there the seasons think, are also only like six ten. episodes. so you can really, yeah binge the whole burn the show, show probably in one
2: day
1: yeah yeah <laughs> how long are the episodes like
0: 22 minutes
1: short okay yeah, yeah i was like i remember them kind of being short but i can't remember all right it's
2: super short
0: yeah if you if you have a full day to commit to it you could do it if you really wanted to
2: <laughs>
0: challenge accepted <laughs> yeah yeah um, okay, so I'm just looking at your chart to see if there's anything else that I wanted to touch on before we before we let you go here. I just, what's interesting to me is that also is that Hunter also has an Aquarius Venus, right?
2: Hunter has, uh, we have very interestingly similarly similar charts, but uh, he actually has one more Aquarius placement than I do. He is more Aquarian than I am and one less like Capricorn than me. Our chart is eerily similar. It's strange. Hmm. That's so interesting. I feel
0: like yeah. Aquarius Venus people need to be with other Aquarius Venus people <laughs> because it's an interesting placement He's, to have. We
2: definitely are good in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're both it's kind of
0: like cats.
2: You understand that your
0: freedom is needed, but also like to yeah. come together when you want to come together, kind
2: of energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah big time cats. We're just like cat yeah. that's what I've always felt like is that it's just like a cat. It'll if it wants attention, it'll come to you for attention. Uh likes its own space, better be free, you know, and like we we have almost the exact same love language in that way and it's very it's good. Nice.
0: Yeah. Because I have some friends that are Aquarius Venuses and it's like it's hard to date somebody else that doesn't understand the the need for space but also the need yeah. for wanting like you said to be a cat that's the perfect way to put it like mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, somebody that has an Aquarius Venus definitely wouldn't work out with somebody that, like, has a Pisces Venus, in my opinion. Like, I mean, obviously there are other placements in the chart, but when it comes down to understanding each other's love languages, like, I feel like somebody with a Pisces Venus wants to be inside of their partner, while somebody with, like, an Aquarius Venus is really good with, like, having the the distance in between, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've, it's not worked out with really great people. Like I have kind of like dated some really fantastic people, but that was like a core thing was that it's just like a space. I like, I don't pay that. Don't put me on a pedestal. Don't pay that much attention to me and we'll be great. But <laughs> that, uh, I yeah, the, like, I've, I've never like touch, you know, like, like I've, or anything like that. Like, what is it? Uh, affirmation, words of affirmation. Like that. I don't need that. If you do, I kind of want to fold inside out, you know, so it's, it's always done right. well with like another independent partner.
0: Yeah, for sure. Also people that have the Aquarius Venus placements too. I feel like it's also a very, not necessarily that, cause I mean, I feel like Aquarius is very much about like responsibility and commitment, but also knowing that not one person can also give you everything that you need to, mm-hmm. you know? So it allows you to also be open to experiencing other people, maybe not in the way of like polyamory or free love, but in the way of like understanding and connecting with other people on a deeper level in different ways, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. 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 That definitely makes sense. And I feel like it makes me, and I don't know if my chart lends to this too, because I, I find it interesting that Hunter is exactly the same way. Big time acts of service. That's the one for me. It's like, it's acts of service. And that's always what I've understood the most. And that's always how I've conveyed stuff too. It's like, look at this thing that I did for you. I love you, but I can't say that because, ew, but here you go.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: The acts of service definitely makes, (laughs) my God,
0: I'm falling apart. Hold on. I'm sorry. I have to blow my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For the 10th time, the acts of service (laughs) definitely makes sense. Because not only because of the Mercury placement, but also the Chiron placement and also the Cancer moon. As much as you are somebody who is very independent and likes to take care of other people and make sure other people are safe and secure and have what they need, you also need to be taken care of in some ways, too. So even though you're not always willing to accept that help, when it comes to your partner, that is something that you you would be willing to accept because of the way mm-hmm. that they show you the love and the way that you show them love. It's easier for you to accept that from a partner than it would be from like a friend or family member. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's totally dead on.
0: Yeah. And especially because he's the same way, you guys can really understand that about each other, which is really special. So yay yeah
2: yay (laughs) thank goodness
0: (laughs) for sure do you have any questions that oh well actually one other thing that I did want to mention was your you have a Taurus midheaven so with having a Taurus midheaven I feel like art and like creativity once again is something that is really should be really prominent in your life and I know that you're really creative like through yoga and through the podcast and like that kind of stuff but you also have to make sure that you are not falling into the trap of like I need security in order to thrive and move forward. Mm. Because even though security is something that's really important, obviously we want to make sure we have all of our ducks in a row and that we're in the right place, like mentally, emotionally, like all of that stuff like spontaneity is definitely something that you need to welcome into your life a little bit more and through accepting mm-hmm. that spontaneity through working with like that artistic really crafty side of yourself that's actually where you find the security by not hyper fixating on it by not like pushing it so hard that like this is like but the mm-hmm. more you push it the less it comes you know yeah yeah so i feel like really letting yourself flow with it is where you find like the special sauce That's good advice.
1: You said sauce.
0: (laughs) I said special sauce. (laughs) You did. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But also your south node is in Taurus too. So you already just like come from this place of like being that secure person. And also with having so much Saturn in your chart, it's kind of like – Security and responsibility and all of those things are just natural to you. So, like, let them yes. be natural. Try not to focus on them too much. Focus on the things that are unnatural. You know,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like
1: throwing oh. your mom's bones.
2: Throw it over over my shoulder. That's yeah. not
1: a natural thing to do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> for love. <laughs> also,
1: I
0: feel like if you're feeling called to work more with the planets, like welcoming a Saturn ritual or like a saturn thing into your life so saturn uh the day of the week is saturday saturn's day so doing something like getting a candle and lighting a candle for saturn or you know just like making little offerings to the planet i think will also be helpful for you uh if that's something that you're interested in and wanting to work more with just because you have so much of it in your chart that i feel like recognizing it and being like hey i know we're we're in this together like let's let's move together in this <laughs> but i will say that working with saturn is like also a lifelong journey it's it's learning and moving through it in a lot of different ways you know um mm. Saturn is definitely a long haul planet. It's not something that you're going to petition something for and it's going to happen the next day, you know? Yeah. Where like if you're working with like Venus or Mars or Mercury, you may see like a little bit of faster yeah. action. But like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune,
2: Pluto, yeah. like those are those are long haul babies to work with. So Which I like. Any of my magical workings are generally long haul stuff anyway. I don't do that much short term stuff. I always like the long game yeah yeah absolutely
1: you get more transition like more change from it absolutely also
0: something that Mm -hmm. has been calling to me lately is working with Hades and I've been doing some research on Hades and one thing that I noticed is that like in Roman theology Hades is actually the father of Saturn Mm -hmm. which I find really interesting because I've been doing a lot of Saturn work and then I'm now, I'm like, oh, Saturn's dad is knocking on my door. So like the dad of dads <laughs> is coming through. <laughs> and it kind of like blew my mind when I realized that.
1: I wonder if it's like, if you want to date my son, you got to go through me.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: That's what it is. I'm going to put that in your 80s candle.
0: Like yeah. You. Yeah. I had, I commissioned awesome. Rachel to make a Hades candle for me. So that's a great idea about it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so I have, I have a question about, and then we can, we can, I know we were kind of rolling on towards an end there and I've, I've, the shape of my chart has always raised my eyebrows. And is that, most other charts that I see are a bit more nebulous looking, but mine is so sharp and so pointy and targeted. And I just have always found the shape of mine to be a bit odd. And I just wanted to talk about that and ask a question: Is that is it the way that the charts
0: are created by the universe? <laughs> is where the like concentration of planets are are the lessons that you need to learn within this lifetime? So the empty houses are lessons that you've already come into this life learned or like, you know, learned. I don't feel like that's the right way to say it, but you already came into these this life with that knowledge. So where your placements are is like the focus of what you need to learn in this lifetime. So where you see the lines in between, it shows different types of aspects within your chart. So it just shows how like the different planets like play together and things of that nature within your chart in order to make you who you are so even though Mm -hmm. yes you do have a lot of like sharp like turns and like the way that things are connected but it's just because you do carry some oppositions in your chart like if you didn't have like the the leo rising or the cancer moon like it wouldn't be as like sharp and like opposed like that but because you have so many oppositions in your chart there's a lot that's happening like back and forth between your cancer moon and all of your Capricorn placements and then your Leo Mm -hmm. rising and all of your Aquarius placements and then there's natural oppositions in the chart like the north node and the south node you know so you just have a lot of stuff that is just going back and forth (laughs) at each other. So I feel like a lot of the lessons that you're learning in this lifetime is balance, you know, how to balance the, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it's so funny because I feel like you have so much on like the right side with like all of the Capricorn and Aquarius placements, like between them, you have eight placements there, you know? So it's like, super like security based and like that's just who you come into this like world like being kind of skeptical you know kind of skeptical of things but then your moon and your leo rising really help you see the world through a different perspective so even though you have all of these like really like capricorn and aquarius like like i keep mentioning responsibility things your rising sign and your moon sign are also like hey you know but also let's not forget to have fun you know same with your scorpio placements yeah. too let's not forget that like what we're actually here to learn is how to naturally let all of these security and like responsibility issues fall to the wayside and let us truly like live you know yeah yeah also, your fifth house is ruled by Sagittarius with the fifth house just ha- being open like that in Sagittarius, like really being spontaneous when it comes to fun is very important because it's it's hard I feel like to be that's how-
2: so that's how my chart that's how i survived growing up with the way that my chart is wired i feel like that right there is how i survived growing up just sharing a house with two other Sagittariuses. i feel like having that there helped my like hyper just like pragmatic side be like listen be as ridiculous as they are or you're going to scream and it, it held me together yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and I, you also said yeah. it looks like like you see a bow and arrow
2: Ooh, yeah. It, Yeah, to me, it looks like an arrow. That's always
1: what I've seen is it looks like an arrowhead. Oh, just an arrowhead. Because I was looking at it as like an actual...
2: Well, like, it, I just, like, it, it does, it's just got an overall archery
1: look. Yeah, because I'm seeing the bow being drawn over towards Aquarius and Capricorn. I'm not sure if that's how you visualize it or if you visualize it the oh, other yeah, way. Oh, yeah, big time.
2: No, yeah, I see it point, like, that's where the drawstring, but I also flip it and see that as being the point of the arrow. Yeah, because I feel like the arrow is pointing at either
1: your moon, your Ascendant, or your Capricorn. And it's being, you know, you're drawing the bow back from all of your Aquarius and Capricorn placements. And it's where are you going to shoot the thing? And I think it's interesting. That it's like your Ascendant is straight across. If you go up a little bit, you hit your moon. If you go down a little bit, you hit your Chiron. And it's like the different like target marks does that mean
0: yeah 100 percent. i love that yeah yeah and i feel like it's important to realize that too because it's it's where you put your focus you know yeah i would say that the biggest thing that i would get out of this reading with you today is like really allow yourself to dive into that intuition part of you that is calling for you to come forward I just feel it. I just feel like right now what you really need to be focusing on is like tapping into that intuitive side and just letting it be what it is, not judging it, Mm -hmm. just letting it happen to the way that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And if that looks like doing readings for people, like, or if it looks like starting with doing readings for yourself, however it feels, however it presents to you, like it's important that you do that. I mean, I'll take a reading from you, you know, (laughs) If you want to practice.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to practice, especially like once I get some good internet too, I can like do that. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think that would be amazing. And I feel like you would, you would get a lot of
2: people that would want readings from you. So yeah, it'd be fun. I need to, I know I need to get, I need to dust my runes off. They judge me every day. (laughs) Also just letting
0: that spontaneity really shine and Just trust in the fact that, like, you're no matter what, everything is always going to be stable for you. So, why not put yourself out there? Even if you don't feel like things are Mm -hmm. stable in the moment, the amount of Saturn energy that you hold, like, things are always going to work out for you as long as you are actively making the decisions that really call to who you are as long as you are making sure that you are unique in your processes as long as you make sure that like you don't let rigidity rule your life you know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like rigidness that lives in your chart so making sure that you're like playing in your leo rising and playing in your sagittarius fifth house and Being creative and, like, letting yourself truly shine in those areas of your life because focusing so heavy on, like, how things are going to work is really where you find that, like, you get jammed up and then you don't do anything else, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's my opinion. I hope that it's not too harsh. Sometimes I could be a little
2: forward with my astrology readings. It's not. I'm the first to tell you that I, silliness does not come naturally for me. Like it does. And it depends on like, it depends on who I'm with, you know, like Mm -hmm. it gets brought out of me, but it is very easy for me to slip into a realm of pure undiluted pragmatism if I'm not careful. Like I've got to actively remind myself Mm. to just know that it's fine. It's all, this is all a joke. Anyway, let's just be silly.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you're right. Being in a house of Sagittarius definitely did save you
2: that with that. Oh, my God. In my opinion. Oh, my God. And and I always just remember even being the younger one, just being like so worried about like the what ifs and the logistics and how this was all going to work, but they were just like, no, let's just go do it. It's going to be great. You know? And I'd just be like in my hands like, okay guys, but I don't know like as the child, but I needed that. I needed them to be the fun ones. Otherwise I just would have just worried my little self to death.
0: Well, I'm glad you didn't worry yourself to death because then we would have never Me ever met. And I would have been very sad mm-hmm. to not know you.
2: Mm-hmm good
0: I'm glad we <laughs> do all
2: right so do you have any other questions Macy I don't I I feel that I have been thoroughly educated today and like really perceived There's, I've kind of had some silent yeah but in a good way I've had some silent epiphanies over here um that I'm really excited to to dive down into
0: Nice. How about you, Rachel? Anything else you want to chat about today? I'm go- I think I'm good. I'm just excited.
2: I'm just excited
1: about uh everything.
0: About karaoke at Animal. Well, Hottis. yeah,
1: but Macy, I'm gonna make <laughs> yeah, you host too. it. That's oh. what I've learned from this. Ooh, listening I'll do to it. your Please. the chart and everything. I'm like, yeah, you have you're gonna host the karaoke.
2: Oh my god, yeah. that's gonna be so amazing. When's the last time you've done that? I haven't in person sang karaoke since 2019 no i mean
1: i know that there was like karaoke's on the on the facebook
2: yeah but i've not done it in the flesh in like the in like front of people
1: Mm. Mm. yeah but i feel like you guys aren't doing the the online
2: one anymore right Am I wrong? No, I need to revive that back up again. It started getting the murdered Coven karaoke. Yeah, I loved Coven Karaoke too. It started getting murdered by the algorithm real hard because it was a it was like a scheduled post. So my initial thing was just to take a break from it for a while, but then I just fell off of it and never did it again. And I should.
1: Well, we'll bring. We're gonna call the karaoke going to be Coven Karaoke, at Anahata's, and we'll revive it at Anahata's.
2: I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i like it i am in. there you go yeah. i can't wait yeah
0: awesome well i'm so excited that you're coming to Anajadas. that makes my little camper heart so happy because you know you're my bud <laughs> you're my you're my camp bud and when my camp friend wasn't there this so year excited. i was very sad
2: <laughs> i was sad to not be there
0: Yee-hoo. all right well astro hose out, Ho's out. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, that's a wrap for another episode of two Geminis and a Leo.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to give that follow button a
1: forehead kiss. So you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to stay connected, you can go to our website Two Geminis and Leo where you can connect with either of us or find all of our social media and Patreon platforms.
0: So just search for two Geminis and a Leo. And if you have any thoughts, questions, or topic suggestions, drop us a line. We'd love to get a transmission from you. Until next time, folks. Astrohoes
1: out. 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 Should we sing it? I think we should sing Astro-host- it. No, because that's up there forever. Yeah, like the way you're saying it. This point, Astro hose out, Astro hose out, Astro hose out, Astro
0: Astro hose out, Astro hose out, Astro hose out, Astro hose out, Astro hose out. Astro hose out. I
1: forgot the shoes on, and I got up and started walking. Yeah, the boots. The boots. I got boots on. totally totally forgot about boots that must have been Uh, jarring because aren't those (coughs) boots like slippery too no uh, no, they're fine they got they got a little grippy grips on them but like they're definitely dancing boots they're absolutely dancing boots the new boot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: boot yeah (laughs) that's
1: right all right